everyone, welcome back to Magically Unstable. I'm Kurt. I'm Nick. And I'm Nicole. And we are here to talk about Disney. And our anxiety. And that's why we're Magically, Magically Unstable. Unstable. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let's do that one more time. <laughs> or we can just keep that whole thing. Oh my God, that made me lightheaded. Oh my God. I'm Kurt. I'm Nick. And I'm Nicole. And we are here to talk about Disney. And our anxiety. And that's why we're Magically, Magically Unstable. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we are here this week. Thanks for coming back. If you are coming from our other episodes, we are on episode five, hey. the Flower and Garden episode. Guess who's back, back, back. Back, back again, again, again. Flower and Garden's back again. <laughs> nice, nice. Right, I like that. Move, yeah, Kurt. so the Flower and Garden Festival, um, has it started yet? No. By the time this comes out, it will start? Uh, yes. By the time this comes out, it will have started. Yes. So it is, hey, it's happening that. right now, baby. Uh, nice. How topical are we? Um, so we are going to touch base on that, but first, let's touch base on each other. Nicole, how was your week? Wait, wait. we're going to touch base on each other. What? Yes. What base? Negative um, four. It depends. It depends how many shots we've had. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> Obi. Nicole, how was your week? How does it look like my week went? I mean, honestly, it looks very ambient in your room right now. You're wearing a, a cozy sweater with your fairy lights. Everything looks very good over there. It wasn't. It does. It hasn't I been mean, a good our week. listeners cannot see. Our listeners cannot see how it looks. I know. Like. I was asking so how about you, you to describe that. Do you want me to get closer? Describing what I see with my eyes, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it looks very lodge cozy. I feel like there's a fireplace Mm -hmm. like behind you, like your microphone is covering the fireplace. There's like this warm glow. That's the vibes I'm getting. You're wrapped in a blanket. You got your serial killer glasses on. You know, you know what kind of week it's been. Speaking of fire. It's been the episode of Spongebob where he's set fire to everything inside of his head. He's trying to burn every filing cabinet down. That's been my week. That's that's about it. Breathing and fine dining. Yeah. Breathing and fine dining. I've done neither. It's been great. It's just been a week. Anyways. That's nice. Yeah. Nicole, you good. haven't had one good week since we've started this podcast. Nope, that's about the trend of my life. <laughs> No, I have some good days. They're pretty good. But like, Kurt this week has just been... stared at each other through... The overarching <laughs> week tends to be a thing. It's just, it's not even like bad things happen. It's just really busy weeks. Sometimes I get bad things that happen to me and that sucks. But like, you know, it's just been a week. Nothing ever ends. You're here. Yeah. I'm here. You're here. Yeah. You're Same. alive. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, who doesn't? Who doesn't what? I know. Have bad things happen to them. Oh. That's true. Yeah, that's that's fair. So you're not alone. You're right. Even my cat's wow, here with t- me. Wow. If that gives you any comfort. Thanks, we Kurt. just flipped that to very positive. So way to go. Right. Thanks, guys. Kurt. I'll take my cereal glasses, <laughs> cereal killer glasses, and my cat who's being quiet for the time being and sit on that. Cereal glasses. What, you, you teaching about Captain Crunch? <laughs> yes. I actually 
and she's sitting on her cat. We don't have so. to. No, he's sitting on another blanket elsewhere. We don't have to include this next part or even the cereal part. But I've been pooping green. And I think it's the copious nice. amount of uh, Fruit Loops I've been eating. Like bright ah. green. Ooh. I've eaten an now entire that is family. That's a cereal class. That, that is, is a cereal, cereal. You, you know, had, if you want to keep this you in. You haven't had any Chromatica cookies? Fine. I have not. I have not, but the Fruit Loops, man, I my body hasn't had Fruit Loops, and I can't tell you how long. And I just downed a family sized box of them within like three, maybe four God. days, because that's what I would eat: nice. breakfast and dinner, just a bowl of a fat bowl of Fruit Loops. And I've been shitting green. Thank you, and that's all I got. <laughs> Kurt, how's your week? Great. Uh, <laughs> my week has been pretty good. Uh, it's been busy. Working, um, editing some content, getting some stuff done, putting some magic out into the world for everybody. Mm. Um, mm. Other Sounds than that, great. it's been pretty. Uh, I mean, I guess if you find self-deprecating humor magic, I guess I would qualify what I've been doing as magic. Um, other than Yikes. that, it's good. I have some things that I'm excited for next week. I have some things that I'm excited that I'm going to talk about in housekeeping. So I'm going to pass it along to Nick before I spill the beans. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So how was your week, Nick? <laughs> it was all right. I don't know. I'm like ready for it to be over like three days ago. Um, people at Disney are just like really fucking pushing my buttons lately. And it's definitely the closer we hurdle towards the pandemic being over, the less and less people care and the more careless they are being. And I, I just I can't fucking do it. So I'm really excited that I'm about to have like a two week hiatus from the parks because I legit want to like bash my head in going to the parks lately. So that has been a You blast. deserve your two week hiatus. Yeah, I cannot fucking wait. I don't want to see one goddamn matching family t-shirt for two weeks. I am oh. going to buy matching family t-shirts and I'm going to wear one each day and send you a picture and then make a collage will, of myself. I will fucking burn it. I will burn it, Nicole. I will burn it. And then I'll, I'll just make some for you and Michael for your anniversary. Send you a keepsake guys. every day. Hey, you. Um, thanks. I did have a positive, though. I listened to um, Teach Me How to Dougie for the first time in, like, fucking five years today. And I forgot how much of a bop that song is. If Nicole even knows what I'm talking about. I do know Teach Me How to Dougie. Thank God, you it's goddamn Zoomer. Yeah. So I was I was trying to Dougie while on the highway today, and it was very fun. So... That was my nice. week. Wait, you know wait, what? An, Im- we- an improve from last week when you vomited on yourself while driving on the highway. Was that last week? So good job. Yeah, it was. No, last it week. was an improvement. Yeah. Um, um, pause, pause, pause. The fuck is a zoomer? It's you, bitch. That's what we call Gen Z's, motherfucker. <laughs> a zoomer? That rhymes with yes. boomer. Exactly. I guess I am That's a little bit of a boomer. No, Kurt's the boomer. You're the zoomer. I'm the groomer. Ooh. Oh, hey. I was a dog groomer for like 12 years. Not a child oh. groomer. <laughs> no, no. Maybe we should just go with like doomer. I'm a doomer. I fucking doom all day. Okay. Anyway, that's the that's zoomer, my... the doomer, and the boomer all here reporting Perfect. live. Perfect. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Yikes. All right. How about we round it out into some housekeeping? Housekeeping. All right. Yay. Here we are. Um, if you're new, hi, welcome. 
housekeepings where we talk about all things new in Disney jazz hands. So, Kurt, what you got for Disneyland, Mr. Excited? Ooh, I got a big one. I got a big announcement uh, coming at you from the DL. Uh, from the DLR. <laughs> Oh, God. There's that boomer shining through. Um, so I've been talking about this. I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now uh, since they originally announced it. And that is the Disney California Adventure ticketed festival-like event. Uh so Disney finally released some information, which is super exciting, um, but they're calling it A Touch of Disney. Mm, sounds a little molesty. <laughs> Just a little it bit. It does, but it also sounds like the perfect Touch. description of what it really is. Because honestly, it's it's kind of what we're already have. Like It's kind of what we're already doing. Like It's basically downtown Disney. <laughs> with like actual like Disney park elements. So it's like a touch of Disney to what you already have. Fair. Um and you gotta pay for it. So <laughs> <laughs> um I I mean I'm super excited for this event. Um you know not only do we get to like be in DCA and like walk around the entire park and all of the lands for the first time in like a year, but I'm super excited to experience Disney food again because I have not had a Mickey waffle in over a year by now and I just it's going to be on sale and I'm just super excited to have a Mickey waffle so they're going to have a whole bunch of stuff like that um, so first I guess I'll say that the festival starts on March 18th of this year and I'm going to safely assume that it's going to continue going on until the parks can reopen because it's at least like a sale that they have <laughs> I guess um, okay so speaking of tickets you do have to however pay to get into this event uh, so the tickets are going to be $75 and you can start purchasing tickets and making your reservations for the days that you can go on March 4th. So the ticket price, it includes parking at the Mickey and Friends structure, but it also includes a $25 gift card, like a, like a food credit thing for you to use at all of the booths that are going to be serving food throughout uh, DCA. So that's kind of nice. Super exciting. Yeah, I don't want to get like too far into it because we have a video that's coming out on the 8th, I believe. And there's going to have all of the information that you could possibly need for this event. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube so you can check that out and stay up to date. But one thing that I do want to share with you guys really quick is probably the most exciting thing is that they're going to have characters around the Ooh. park. So I don't That'll know if it's nice. going to be cavalcades. I don't know if it's going to be like random spots that they're going to come out of, but Mickey and Minnie and their friends are going to be out. Uh, the giant like life-size cars and animatronics those will be out in cars land uh they announced that joy and sadness will be out in the pixar pier area so they're going to have some character experiences and i am super super excited for this um yeah i just can't wait to have a little disney you know would you say yeah, that's even though it's not fair. like would you say a touch? even though it's not like technically open i would say a touch i would but i'm just i'm just excited because like even though it's not technically open it's like been closed for a year and like we can't get on any rides i'm just like finally excited to have 
I guess, any degree of Disney at Downtown Disney, DCA, Buena Vista Street, whatever the fuck it's called now. So yeah, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my news. I have a question. Nice. What do you got? Question. What it's, it's no. like just a one worded answer. What's going to be the first ride that you ride? They're not having any rides. Thanks. Thanks. But you mentioned like, I haven't been on a ride in a year when it reopens what's going to be the first ride I'm curious just genuinely we need to boo any of them that was a weak answer any of them honestly I'll probably beeline it to the new Snow White ride there's the answer I was looking for (laughs) any of them That's exciting. So we have a name. Uh, We know when it's going to start. We know a price. And that's like, that's pretty darn special. That's great news. That's great housekeeping. Yeah, pretty excited. Nice. Yay, Disneyland. We're almost there. Um, Okay. Well, are you, is that all for Disneyland, Kurt? That's all. Okay, great. So then, Nicole, what about Disney Company? What do we got going on? The Disney Company. Was it last podcast that I mentioned, the Blue Sky Studios, or was it the podcast before? You remember? I think it was this. Was it last one? Yeah. I don't remember. But I know that I mentioned that Disney bought Blue Sky Studios. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Disney bought Mm -hmm. Blue Sky Studios. Let me get to my sources. Hold, please. So... I don't know that it made big news, but this movie called, I'm going to butcher it, Nimona, Nimona, N-I-M-O-N-A. Pneumonia. Pneumonia, yes. (laughs) P-N-Ammonia. Yes. (laughs) Is a Blue Sky Studios movie that's in production, and it was, like, featuring lead roles of people from the LGBTQ community. It had, like shit that Disney hasn't had in Disney movies. It's like shining a spotlight on the LGBTQ community. And Disney fucking threw the axe and they were like, nope, because we're closing Blue Sky Studios in, I'm pretty sure I read April. They were just like, bye-bye. It was due to be released on January 14th. It only had 10 more months of production left. Um, it was, here's the description of it. It was a story that appended Disney princesses, princess tropes, and centered a gay romance. It was written by an NB, non-binary, and Jesus Christ, uh, creator, um, and represented highly relevant viewpoints. Um, and it'll never be able to be shown. But... Um, I w- when I was doing this digging, I fucking Disney did this in 2019 when they bought Fox. They had a movie coming out called Mouse Guard. I don't know if you have heard of that movie, but it was literally like at the end of production. And once Disney bought Fox, they were like, "Yeah, you're not you're not putting this out. We're not putting this out." Um, so the director, creator, producer, what the fuck ever, released 10 minutes that they had um, and was just like, enjoy it, I guess. Like, here you go. But yeah, so this isn't something new that Disney does. It just sucks that, like, it axed something new to Disney culture, which sucks that it's new to Disney culture, but here we are. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not shocking. No. That's not... See, a huge issue I have with Disney is they love to play the progressive card, like firing Gina, like coming out with statements for Asian Americans and, um, you know, pride and all of that. But it's like... If you guys truly were allies and supporters, you would support it in your media. And the fact that I know that they could totally play that, well, we bought it and it's not our branding and it wasn't our story, you know, our story. What am I trying to say right now? It's not like our concept. Ri- it's, yeah, yeah, it's not our story concept. But you know damn well if that was a, a bomb ass movie without a gaming character or a non-binary character, it would have been released. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such bogus bullshit. You know that TikTok trend right now where like there's no music and they're like, oh well, if you want to do blah 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 blah, and then it's like that like heavier music comes in it's like yeah and it's like well then why don't you I want to do that with this like subject with Disney like oh you're going to cancel this movie that they've been working on with the LGBTQ community okay you're going to cancel it then why don't you put out put something out why don't you do it then huh right right or the oh you guys posted for pride month this month all right then put a fucking movie out with a gay character come on you won't do it like Fuck you, Disney. Like, that's a big... That fucking sucks. And fuck you, Disney, for doing that. Like... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? This is just a tangent that you can cut out. But, like, or the fact that, like, they don't have an actual pride celebration at any of the U.S. parks. Yep. They just sell merch and profit off of it that way. Yep. Yeah. They don't want to... They don't want to get two human rights. Two human rights. Right. Right. They want right. to keep just on the just on the brink because they want to yep. keep just, just they want to keep the Trump tards coming. L- right. Literally, well, I mean, but you'll celebrate Christian yeah. celebrations and Christian holidays. Right. Cool. Christmas is always celebrated in the parks, even though it's called <sighs> Festival of the Holidays. It's always centered around Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, that's what I have to say about that. God, Nicole. Well, speaking wow. of Disney World, why don't uh, why don't you bring it around, Nick? Yeah. First of all, I would just like to say, Nicole, you're always coming in hot with tea. So Disney Company, wow. I'm just here to serve um, but- it up. I'm here to bash. I'm here. I'm here just to <laughs> just to really shine yeah. shine that shit light. Great. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt Disney World news is not that controversial or crazy. Um, I'm gonna go with. I think really exciting news. There's a new film coming out that we talked about a couple podcasts ago. Maybe even our first podcast is Raya and the Last Dragon. And we all know, or if you don't know, um, Raya, it's it's about the Asian community, Asian culture. And we, we know how Mulan has been treated in um, Disney community, where I literally just flamed Disney today on a TikTok live because the only princesses that are not included on like their princess cavalcade are mostly brown and um, minority princesses. Like Mulan is not a normal character. Moana is not a normal character involved in like everyday cavalcades. Um, So to get to my point is that Disney actually rolled out like this whole Raya event in Animal Kingdom. And most of the food locations have like a special 
treat for Raya. So um, I'll go into that and describe some of them. And then the most exciting part I will talk about at the end. So I tried this amazing treat in Animal Kingdom. Um, It was called the Tuk Tuk Sunday, And we all know how much I hate Disney sweets. So I was really excited about this Sunday because it was chai ice cream with a spiced cake. And this it was a really spicy cake, not like if you've ever had spice cake, you know, those flavors that I'm talking about. Um, It looks so good. Oh my gosh, it was like a sticky spiced cake with caramel and then it had like matcha crumbles on it with crispy pearls and it was so tasty and it had a little... Hell yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. It sounds so good. It was so (laughs) good. We'll post it on the gram. Yeah. So I had that. Um, There's also a Mighty Mist soft serve cone at the... Anandapur ice cream truck, which it's strawberry and then blue vanilla soft stir. Fuck. <laughs> it's strawberry and blue vanilla soft serve with like a pretty white chocolate cone. Um, so it's super pretty. Yeah. Uh, they also have, there's one more thing. Oh, at the Creature Comfort, so it's the Starbucks, there's the Tuk Tuk Chocolate Mousse. I have read that the mousse is like really heavy and really rich and it's kind of hard to get through, but it looks pretty decent. Um, they also have this awesome, amazing giant sand sculpture and it's got like the title of the film, the dragon, I don't remember her name. It's got Tuk Tuk, it's got Raya on there and it's literally like... It's way taller than me. It's like two feet taller than me. And like, it's huge. It's the entire discovery stage, um, which is across the street. (laughs) Across the street. (laughs) It's across the way from Flame Tree Barbecue. So you guys know the stage where Rafiki and Timon have their like dance party. Well, Mm, literally the entire stage is the sand sculpture. And it's super cool. That's cool. And then lastly, Kurt, you'll love this one. So they do an animation experience, which is like the animation um, event at Festival of the Arts where they teach you how to draw Donald Duck. Well, they take you to the conservation station, you know, on the train where you go to Rafiki's watch or whatever. And um, you get to learn how to draw Tuk Tuk. But while you're learning, um, Kelly Tran hosts this whole like behind the scenes and it's exclusive to like that event. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, totally celebrating Raya in Animal Kingdom, and I love it. Like, this film deserves to get hyped up, and I'm so glad that um, Raya is getting some attention. Some uh, little fun fact information. So, a tuk-tuk is, like, her, like, animal friend, right? Mm -hmm. And she, like... It's kind of, I I think, obviously I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's like equivalent to like a horse and like that's how she gets around and it's her friend and like she rides it. Mm -hmm. Um, But a tuk-tuk in, I I think it's in Vietnamese, or I think it's in Vietnam, uh, is a, a cab. Like a like a oh. like a taxi, uh, and funny. that's how you get around. Wow, yeah. how witty! That's great, right? Well, yay! That's that's awesome. I'm super excited for Kelly too, just to like mm-hmm. have a different experience. I know she did the Crudes, like I know she voiced over in the Crudes, but is the are they Disney? No, I didn't think DreamWorks. so. So yeah, it's like another. 
finally getting some limelight in Disney's eye that she deserves. But have fun. Yeah. Like she gets to Actually, be a Disney princess. Raya, mm-hmm. Yeah, Raya comes out today. So the so it will it will come out today when this airs. Yes, um, you're right. So super exciting. Yay. Um Yay. it hasn't been aired well. If you're listening to this, it has been aired now, but there was a virtual premiere and her outfit, her outfit, she is the most badass person on that red carpet. Guarantee you this weird virtual red carpet. Haven't seen it. It (laughs) airs on like people.com, but I've seen like pictures of what she wore. It's like a traditional Vietnamese outfit. It's fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. That's exciting. Great. Uh, but that's it for housekeeping, I guess. I, I was going to mention, I'm so stupid. I know I like remembered that the Jungle Cruise is getting a rebrand, even though that was announced back in like January. But I guess they're actually like filing permits now to like get that moving. So that's just a nice. quick little. Yeah. But anyway, now that's all of housekeeping. All right. So that's actually a really good spot. I think let's stop and take a break and we will see you guys in a little bit. All right, everyone. Now that we're stopped, let's take a minute to shout out to our socials. Since you've made it this far, maybe subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe wherever you're listening, like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you're listening on right now. You can also follow us over on Instagram and TikTok at Foreverland Fairy Tales. And most importantly, if you want more Disney content or if you want to listen to our podcast on YouTube, make sure you find us there. We're at Foreverland Fairy Tales and just remember to subscribe. All right, let's get back to the episode. All right, welcome back from our little break. Is everybody refreshed? We're ready to dive into this week's video. Yes. God, I hope so. God. Yay. Okay, but actually, before we do, I did a little research on our break. So a tuk-tuk is um, in Thailand. So it's a taxi in Thailand, not Vietnam. I just assume it was Vietnam because Kelly's Vietnamese, and I just like that's where my brain goes. I associate that. Sure. Um, yeah. So Thailand, tuk-tuk. It's like a taxi. Still very exciting. Very cool news. Fun. Yeah. Alrighty, so Flower and Garden Festival. Yay! Um, So Nick, how about you talk about our YouTube video a little bit? Flower and Garden Festival. I I love, like, Kurt, I should have done the yay with you because literally the Flower and Garden Festival is my favorite. It is the best festival. I will fight you if you think (laughs) otherwise. Um, So a little bit about it first. It's nice to introduce it because not everyone has been to Disney. Not everyone knows what the heck we're talking about all the time. So this festival starts on March 3rd and it is the longest festival and it runs until July 5th. So you really have a lot of time to get into this festival. Um, It is absolutely beautiful and it celebrates the springtime, gardens, farm fresh foods, and a lot more. So if you, um, I guess if you ever want to attend the Flower and Garden Festival and are kind of wondering what to expect, uh, there are these things called topiaries, which if you're unsure of what that is, they're like flower statues, I guess, like... Yeah, or just Google it. You'll, yeah, you get a better fucking answer on Google. Um, <laughs> they just unsubscribe. Yeah. They'll be like, fuck these guys. Fuck Kurt, man. <laughs> but topiaries are pretty much like 
I'm just going to call them flower statues. And um, they, like, make them. Accurate. They make them out of Disney characters. So there's, like, a super famous Belle and Beast one in the France Pavilion. Um, I saw a Toy Story one. Unfortunately, Kurt, without Jesse, it was just Bo Peep and Woody. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but uh, there's a whole bunch of them all around the World Showcase. There are global gardens. So each pavilion if there's room for it, has like a mini garden with plants from like that geographical area, which I think is super cool. Yeah, and like a style like from that geographical area as well. Um, There are the outdoor kitchens or as the rest of us peasants call them, the festival booths. And we'll talk about that more. That's what the (laughs) that's what the video is. Is that what the fuck outdoor kitchen means? Yeah, it's just the festival booths. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, oh, cool. Like they're going to like cook outside. It's a fucking goddamn idiots. Fuck no. They're literally taking it out of a warmer and putting it on a plate. That's what they're doing. They're cooking outside. No, they cooked it at some like giant kitchen in the back of Epcot. The indoor kitchen, if you will. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, so the um, festival booths or outdoor kitchens will be there. Um, live entertainment, a butter, there's a butterfly house, you know, like where you can go in and butterflies can like land on your face and shit. Um, a, of course, a scavenger hunt, like at every festival. And, um, just a lot of other good things that some things I won't even know or you might not even know until you get there and you're walking around. And it's so much fun. So, Is this the festival with like the bee? Yes. Yes. Technically, they've like in this. Yes. He is like the slogan, but they've like brought the bee to almost like every festival. He was in the food and wine festival, I think, too. Who's the orange bird? Hmm. Oh, that bastard's in like everything now. I was going to say, I thought he was Flower yeah, and that's Garden. that's from Magic he's, Kingdom. He is at Flower and Garden. Um, he, they've now made like a whole booth, like themed after him, the Citrus Blossom booth. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, no, so they're just ass- phasing in the honeybee now? I think it's like both. But he, the orange bird, doesn't that originate from the... Um, that orange, like the citrus swirl yes. thing from Magic yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, the orange bird. He's not exclusive to Flower and Garden. He's kind of just like a Disney thing, I guess. But the bee Strange. is Flower and Garden. Nice. I'm really sad. The Garden Cute. Rocks series is not coming back. This is literally the coolest thing ever. One night at Flower and Garden, Michael and I were there for some reason. It was on St. Patrick's Day uh, two years ago and we were just like walking around drinking green beer and all of a sudden I see that Simple Plan was going to play in like 10 minutes and if you're not a, f- a fucking Zoomer, you'll know who Simple Plan is <laughs> and I about lost my motherfucking mind. I scream cried like my 12 year old emo self and it was magical. Um, that was in the American Adventure like amphitheater so they're not having that this year though and they haven't they they have said that they're having like live entertainment and some sort of musical series but not that one Hmm. um yes but to bring us back on topic this week's video is a vegetarian guide to the flower and garden festival 
So yeah, this is super exciting. If you guys didn't know, two out of the three of us are vegetarian and uh, Kurt, the one who is not, actually eats a lot of plant-based meals. So we're like we're like three quarters of the way vegetarian here. At yeah, Fairland. I would say I'm like half. <laughs> right. Yes. So we all really love to find Disney vegetarian uh, meals. And we all know how hard that is to navigate Disney like it took me forever to find all of these vegetarian meals and just eating vegetarian in the parks can be very difficult. So we decided to make one comprehensive like guide to vegetarian dishes at the Flower and Garden Festival. So I think I feel. Yeah, I'll just start off with two brand new dishes that I kind of wanted to showcase to kick us off with. And they are, they sound so fucking good. And usually I shit all over festivals um, because Disney's really not that creative. Like they bring these same. Like figuratively or like. <laughs> both. Uh... Both. Yes. <laughs> Definitely both. Um, but Disney's pretty like not creative and they bring back like the same dishes every year for like the past five years. So I was really excited to see these new two dishes. Um and then Kurt and Nicole, you guys can smash or pass. We'll see if you guys think that these are as good as I thought they were. I feel like they're the two best new dishes coming. So the first I'm excited. W- Fuck yeah. Um, the first one that I will talk about is at a booth called Trowel and Trellis, which is the complete plant-based mm. booth. All four dishes that they offer there are vegan, which is awesome because if something is vegan, that means it's vegetarian, which means you don't have to ask what's inside of it. Um, so <laughs> Is that the one that's sponsored by Impossible? Yeah, it's the Impossible hmm. booth. Yes. Cool. So the dish is um, Impossible Meat Boneless Korean Short Ribs with cilantro. Shut the fuck up. I know. Just you wait. You shut up. Just wait. It gets better. It gets better. That sounds so good. Uh-huh. Um, it has cilantro lime rice. So... I'm like not 100% excited about that. But this next thing, I, if they fuck this up, I, I, will, I will fucking raise their roof <laughs> to the ground. I'm, so it's... Um, <laughs> she had her karate chop hand up for raise the roof to the ground. I'm, I'm very passionate. She looked like she was going to walk in there like... <laughs> I'm very passionate about Korean food because I haven't had good vegetarian Korean food ever like when I used to eat meat I used to love this place in Kenosha I cannot fucking remember the name of it it was by the Burger King um you guys probably don't even know where this is at but it was this delicious Korean place I haven't had good Korean food so I should not get my hopes up because it is a Disney festival but they have Denmuji slaw which Denmuji I'm so sorry if I'm not saying that right it is a Korean pickled daikon radish so, Yum. right? And then if if that already isn't perfect, then there's kimchi flavored mayo. So like kimchi mayo on top of the short rib and I I like my mouth is watering right now. My mouth is watering. I just had dinner and I'm so full, but my <gasps> mouth is watering. It sounds so good. Oh, that sounds great. So, wow. Smash. <laughs> oh, thank you. I can I know what Nicole's going to say and that's okay. Nicole, pass. would you smash or pass? Great. Pass. Past times two. Perfect. Oh, I'm a man. picky eater. More for you guys. That's fair. Yeah. Great. 
Perfect. So uh, if you guys ever visit during the flower and garden, I will have Nicole's portion of the (laughs) Korean short ribs. Eat Um, one for me. If you if you go during this festival, take one take one for the team. Eat one for me. Oh, I will. Don't worry. Not you. I'm just talking to the audience. (laughs) Our 26 listeners. Sorry. Go ahead. Wow. I mean, you can eat one for me too. But all of our listeners. Well, you take your hair down and now... I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm awake now. That She's break ready. refreshed me. I watched She's two and a half TikToks and I'm ready to go. There you go. Great. <laughs> well, if you passed on the first one, you are absolutely going to pass on the second one. Because this one is one where it's like, this could either be really good or it will literally taste like vomit. <laughs> so... Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So this next dish is at a booth called Epcot's Farmer's Feast, which is going to be one of the booths showcased in the World Showplace. So in that giant building where they have like four Mm. booths. And this dish is called Off the Beaten Path. So it's a profiterole, which is a pat shoe like um, puffed up little circular pastry bun, I guess. Is that... Shoe buns, that's what it is. It's a shoe shoe bun with red beet mousse, golden beet pastry cream, whipped goat cream cheese, or cheese cream, whipped goat cheese cream, sorry, whipped goat cheese cream, and candied walnuts. So I can't tell if they're going to make it savory or if they're going to add sugar to these things and it's actually going to be a dessert. Yo, my mouth is watering. It's like Niagara Falls up in here. Sounds like like Dwight Schrute made that dessert. Yeah, literally. And beets, like, I don't know. I Kurt, I know you've had beets. Nicole, I don't know if you've had beets before. But beet is actually a very sweet vegetable. It's a root. Um, Mm. And it can be used as sugar. Like, some people... dehydrate beet and use it as like a sweetener or or just regular beet. I wonder if they're using beet for the flavor or beet for the color because I also know that you can use beet powder to like as like a substitute of uh, red food coloring. Yes. So I do know, I do think it's probably a mix of both but on top of it this whole booth is really I guess showcasing flavors of like just like raw vegetables. So Also, I think they're trying to keep this booth in season with what veggies and fruits are um, in season because it has a rotating menu. So this is just the first Mm. menu of what I'm assuming to be maybe three of them. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Cool. I am slightly concerned. Do you remember that one um, uh, shoe pastry dish that we had? at Disney California Adventure uh, Food and Wine Festival last year. I, do I don't remember, remember exactly it. what it was. Yes. I want to say it was like a mango something. It, but you remember yes. like the bottom of it was like soggy and yes. gross. And yep. like, mm-hmm. So I'm. that's the only reason I'm hesitant about this dish. Otherwise, smash it to a million pieces. I'm also a little bit concerned because they tried to do something like this already, like a savory dessert with sweet potato. Do you guys remember that? The sweet potato. It was like purple sweet potato. And it was fucking disgusting. Like, and I fucking love sweet potato and it tasted like shit. So we'll see. But Nicole, would you smash your pass? I would throw the plate so hard like a Frisbee. 
past. You know, you know, you claim to be a Dwight Schrute twipe, twipe, a Dwight twipe. Um, but don't am I giving say, Dwight vibes? Oh no, right now? I'm I'm the Dwight Schrute of the group. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So what I each of. Uh, you two picked a lovely dish to showcase. So, Kurt, what's yours? Um, okay, so I decided to pick something that I feel like I would enjoy not food because I do feel like a problem of mine when I go to festivals at Disney is I just find so many things that I want to eat and I just like overload myself with food that I forget to have something to drink so i chose a drink so what i'm going to talk about is at the pineapple promenade booth it's located in the showcase plaza i don't really know where that is i don't know the technical terms for epcot that so what the showcase plaza is are those booths that occur before you get on to the showcase but not those super far ones it's like the Hawaii booth. Do you know where that one's at? Oh, yeah. We had beer at the Hawaii booth last time. Yes. That's technically the plaza. Those like three booths in there. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So that's where this one's located. Uh, but it's the pineapple beer flight that they have. Uh, the Ooh. flight costs nine fifty, and it includes the three beers that are on sale um, for individual purchase also at the booth. Uh, this booth also has a pineapple sparkling wine. That sounds really good. Like just I've imagine pineapple sparkling wine mixed in with like Dole Whip. Ooh, I've had the pineapple sparkling wine and it was really good. It lived up to the hype. It was good. It sounds delicious. Um, but anyways, uh, the three beers are the Collective Arts Brewing Pina Colada Sour from Hamilton, Ugh. Ontario. Uh, Maui Brewing Company Pineapple Pineapple Mana Wheat from uh, Kihei, Hawaii. And hopefully I didn't butcher that. Sorry if anybody from Hawaii is listening. I think it's Kihei. Uh, and then Sweetwater Brewing Company's Going Coastal IPA with Pineapple from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so I'm not a huge fan of IPAs. I would probably buy the two individual beers, the first two, because it comes out to $9 anyways. Um, but I think it sounds super interesting and different, you know? Like from a beer lover standpoint, I feel like when I think of the Flower and Garden Festival, I think of like fresh and fruity and light things and like honey type of things, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that these beers like hit that category perfectly. So that's what I wanted to highlight. That's fun. Although, I'm sorry. Why the fuck for me personally? Why would you put a fucking sour in an IPA on the same flight? I fucking hate sours. I fucking hate them. Um, but that middle one sounds mind good. Them. I mean, that's how I feel about, like, IPAs in general. Oh, yeah. IPAs taste like literal flowers. Yeah, like, not that great for me. perfume. Um, Yeah. But I also, I think it's just because that's the only three beers that they offer there. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I'd try it. I would I would try it. But that is interesting. I love the beer flights at the festivals. They're always super cheap. And I mean, the cups are really small, but you get to try three different kinds yeah. of beers. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, Miss Nicole, what's yours? Um, so mine is from the Mexico Pavilion. We were just talking about, I don't think it was on a podcast, but like this past week, I think it was actually in the meeting yesterday. I don't know. But how... 
Mexico would be the easiest to have vegetarian meals. Uh, mine's also a vegetarian meal, uh, which they don't ever have. And we were just talking about like how I would buy out the booth if they sold just like rice and beans, like traditional rice and beans. I would eat only that. Only that. But they have um, introduced a sope de chorizo. Ignore my horrible pronunciation of it. But it's a plant-based ground chorizo, which is like a sausage, on fried corn dough with black beans and avocado mousse. It's gluten and wheat friendly, and it's plant-based. I would smash that. I don't really like avocado. Um, Smash. Hard. Oh, yeah. I would fuck that up. That sounds so good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had anything from the Mexico Pavilion ever in my time at Disney. Yes. During any of the festivals, because it's all, like, actual chorizo. And now they have a plant-based one, and I'm jealous that I'm not there to try it. Mm Because I love Mexican food. I'm going to pass it because I... My body cannot handle the fat from an avocado, and it makes me very sick. Well, then get it without... It's literally... So I've got the picture of it right here. Nice. Can you see it? It's like a drizzle of avocado. Mm. So I'm, oh my god! Mm. I'm sure you could nice. get it without it. Yeah, yeah. It's literally sure. just like swirled on there. It's in like a a little little corn disc with black beans and chorizo and the swirl of avocado. So Ooh, I also don't like beans. So pass. Oh yeah, fuck off. No beans of any sort. Mm, my okay. god. Beans wow, are- you got super violent. <laughs> That I'm was like, very sorry. violent, you, Nicole. I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. You, you passed on both of the things that Nick said, so... Yeah, yeah. Yikes. That's fine, but beans, my dude. Beans. Disgusting. I won't get into... I, I do love me a bean. I, I love a good Nasty. bean. Like a refried bean? Any bean. Oh, my God. Refried bean with Mexican rice? Those are rice. the worst. I feel like if I were to put diarrhea in my mouth, it would have the same consistency as refried beans. No, I don't think it would. No, diarrhea, depending on the squirts, would be more more liquidy. Yeah, it's more loose. Refried Mm, beans, like if you cook them right, they're like they they just mush together. They're more disgusting. Great, glad we figured this out for each other. Uh, That sounds, I mean, to me personally, really good. And yeah, Mexico, uh, totally not a fault of Mexico, but like, fuck you, Disney, for this is the first time I've ever had anything that hasn't had to be modified from the Mexico booth. Everything has had to be modified. And it really sucks because being a vegetarian, like Mexican cuisine has been the most vegetarian friendly, just and the staple of the staple of it is rice, beans, corn flavored products, like really delicious flavors that don't have animal product in it. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. I'm a little like bummed. I know this is going to sound like very annoying, but I'm a little bummed that they're using a soy product, like knowing that there's so many delicious flavors, like roasted peppers with beans and rice, like just that would be fucking fl- fire and Mm -hmm. it's like using a soy product is like eh. but i'll I'll definitely still eat it you know i'm still gonna give them the the good job card the gold sticker for using uh plant-based options 
Yeah. Maybe oh, next well, we can great. move to soy free. Maybe. We'll see. I Although soy isn't entirely bad, it's just it's upsetting when you know that there are a lot of beautiful vegetables that can be used instead Correct. of a meat alternative. So, um, but that's a really good one. That sounds really good. All of these sound good, and I've been reading about yeah. this food all freaking day, and I can't wait to try it. Um, but that I, that pretty much wraps up this section for this video. I know we're going to have another video of just like a vlog once the festival starts to kind of go through it, see the feel for it. Um, obviously, we all know what happened last year with the festival. It was very weird, like the pandemic shut down. And then when the park reopened, they ran it for like a little bit, but it wasn't really like the festival. It was like the food booths. It was really strange when Epcot re- like reopened. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. It's like the booths were closed and then they randomly opened them. So I'm wondering now that it's like the pandemic, what they're going or yeah, that it's like we're in full fledged pandemic still like what how that is going to affect the Flower and Garden Festival. But we will find that out on our next video for the Flower we and Garden. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Let's head into our therapy session. I think it's your therapy session, Nick. Yes. Yay, it's my therapy session, which (laughs) I was going to do like a not that bad fucked up therapy session this week. But I decided, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) Like That's what therapy sessions are for. Oh, God, this this one fucked me up pretty bad, though. So (laughs) like you guys need to strap in Um, and we'll figure out why. Uh, So this is actually like a giant anxiety point for me. Um, It's actually meeting characters and like character meet and greets. So let's just say this, like as Disney adults, we know that like 85% of the time characters kind of struggle with meeting adults, like especially like the the face characters. Um, So... I always have anxiety walking up to meet a character because I don't ever know which way it's going to go. I'm going to tell a couple stories just to like, there are really good face characters that I've met and there's just been ones that have been like wanting, like it's been terrible. So I am going to um, tell the story of when uh, Peter Pan fucking disrespected me so hard that my life has never been the same Yikes. after that moment. I literally, so, I knew yeah. Peter Pan was, I knew that's why I <laughs> saluted to Neverland. So I, don't, I still don't fucking know how to do it. It was so good. Okay, so before I get into Peter Pan, I just want to say, I've had some really amazing character interactions for being a Disney adult. Like, almost... So, like, almost every single character in a suit has been amazing and sweet. And, like, I love meeting characters that have their, like, heads covered in a costume. So, like, Donald Duck was hilarious. He almost beat the ever-living shit out of Michael. It was super unnecessary. But, like, to this day, I still stand Donald Duck because he makes me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. Like, I don't know why the Tusker house Donald Duck is so aggressive, but he is, and I love him. Daisy, too. Yeah, they're, like, super flirty with the adults. And, like, I literally thought the guy or the girl, whoever 
in the Donald Duck costume was like legitimately getting mad at Michael. <laughs> like Michael just came back to the table <laughs> and I was like, this Donald Duck's going to fuck you up. So, um, yeah, they're usually really cute and they like go about their day. They'll hug you, take a picture, whatever. Now, this is all pre-COVID, I should say. Um, I've had an amazing interaction with the evil queen and the cast member who was playing Cinderella. So I have met face characters like literally Cinderella was like oh you guys just got engaged like how did you meet and I dead face looked at this bitch and I was like the internet I love your Cinderella voice (laughs) it was good right and this bitch like (laughs) not even breaking character she was like oh the internet it's so magical and wonderful and hot and like didn't get awkward or weird and she didn't make us feel weird and she was great and I love her and she deserves like everything in the world um I did meet Ariel once Nicole you were there when we met her and it was fucking horrible because it was four adults and a child and Ava wanted nothing to do with Ariel so this huge group walks in and everyone's like Ava go see Ariel and like totally disregarded her so Ariel was just like left in a room with a bunch of adults and a kid like trying to climb the wall and she could not handle it and was so awkward and uncomfortable to pretty much where we all just like looked at the camera person like, yeah. dear God, please take this photo. I don't like, think Ariel said a thing. I don't think Ariel said a thing when we were she, in like, there. She like smiled at Ava. And then when Ava was like, hell no, we were all like, <laughs> Ava was like, <laughs> oh, God, like, oh, God. And it was horrible. But nothing nothing will stack up to fucking Peter Pan and when that motherfucker ruined my life. So I will tell this story concisely, but it needs to be heard about the Walt Disney World Peter Pan. Specifically the Pirate and Pals dessert Peter Pan. Yes, which I did fucking see a Peter Pan today, and I don't think it was the one from Pirate Pals, because I would have dropped that motherfucker. I hate that person. Okay. (laughs) So, once you guys hear, if you don't all hate this Peter Pan, too, I don't know what to tell you. Um... So we decided to pay an astronomical amount for a dessert party, and I was totally down to pay it because it was the Pirates and Pals one, and it's the one where you get on a boat and sit on Seven Seas Lagoon and watch the fireworks from outside of the park, and you get to, like, pig yourself in desserts and all this stuff and then take a boat, and it's awesome. No Mickey bars, though. Yes. Um, If you guys heard, fireworks trigger my anxiety, so being on a boat, great. So first of all, you get into this like it's in the contemporary. You get into this weird ass room, this like conference room. And there's like this like the lights are almost turned off (laughs) and you eat like all of these desserts. They said that they were going to have unlimited Mickey bars. There were no Mickey bars. It was really upsetting. And then like it's also kind of like awkwardly quiet, like they're kind of playing music, but not really. And then like the lights flashed and then Captain Hook and Smee walk in and it was so fucking weird. We someone make a note because we have to blur out the face or put an emoji over the face of the person you're with in the photos. But when Nicole and this other person went to go take a photo with these two characters, it was so fucking uncomfortable. Like, the characters didn't even... I don't even think these two people inside of the costumes knew where they were. Because, like, they weren't interacting (laughs) with the people and they were just kind of, like, randomly posing as, like, they were trying to take pictures. I know what it was. 
because the lights were fucking off and they couldn't see anything. They didn't they couldn't fucking see the people in the pictures with them. Yeah. So started off really weird and awkward and I was just like, fuck it. I don't care. I get to finally meet Peter Pan. So we get on this boat. We are watching Happily Ever After. It's great. Um, we had a great actor. It was so much fun. And it's like wrapping up. And I'm like, oh, it's almost time I get to meet Peter Pan. Now, if you guys know like anything about Disney culture, maybe like five years ago, there were all these posts about this Peter Pan who was just like the sweetest human on the being. <laughs> was like the sweetest human on the planet <laughs> and like it didn't matter who you were like just Peter Pan was like the best character to meet and that's what everybody knew it was P- it was Peter Pan everyone wanted to meet him well my bitch ass didn't look and see that they were talking about the Disneyland Peter Pan and not the Walt Disney World Peter Pan but I did not know this at the time so the boat fucking docks right and I can fucking see in the distance Peter Pan and I'm so fucking excited to meet this character I just I don't know why I it's probably because I've never met Peter Pan and all of the stories and I was just like I'm so excited so we're walking down the dock and and we're like the third family in line and I'm watching Peter Pan interact and he's being totally normal like hugging families as they walk through taking pictures like whatever being completely like normal and like a normal character so it's our fucking turn right and we get up there and I can't remember if they asked us to take the pictures first I think they did they were like okay everyone salute the camera and we were like okay, like, what are we saluting? Um, Peter, like, wouldn't really talk to us beforehand, and we did the weird fucking salute with the flash on. It's a terrible photo. And then me being me, at the end, I was like, Peter Pan, can I have a hug? I absolutely love you. And this fucking character, he... Look at first of all, look at his fucking snake face. He drops character, and like you know, how their Disney cast members are not supposed to drop character. This motherfucker drops character, looks me dead in the eyes, and goes, Ew, absolutely not. That's disgusting. I would not hug you. And we like look at each other, and then I was like laughing because I was like, Ha 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 ha, you know, I'm an adult, you're not supposed to like me. And then he just ignores us, like, literally turns to the next family, doesn't even play it up. Like, you know, Peter Pan thinks, like, you're never supposed to grow up, and adults are weird, like, doesn't even, like, pick back up on the character, just literally turns after he says that, and just, like, we all stood there and we were like, okay and then we left and I was just like so taken aback because I completely respect like people's space like if that cast member truly was like I I don't want people hugging me it's like not my thing now remind mind you this was pre-pandemic so like hugging characters was completely normal like I respect that okay but then maybe not have that job (laughs) well and the thing that bothered me is the two families that went before us it was like that went before us they were like families of adults and like I'm watching him go down the line and have these really cute like interactions I mean he was a little diva-y like a little bit like you could tell that maybe this wasn't his normal character or something or maybe they just threw him on the Pirates and Pals like dessert party because 
he was the only one. Like, I don't really know. But he's having semi-normal interactions with these adults in front of us. And then it's like it comes to us and just this interaction was so... I could have played off like a, ew, you're an adult. I don't hug adults. Adults are gross. And then like it being done. But it was the literal like dropping character and saying that to me and then just turning away and being like, I'm not even going to address the situation. Just like walk away. And maybe it's me being like an elitist because we were able to go to Disney and do like a dessert party. And maybe I'm complaining about something that I shouldn't be. But like it kind of fucked me up for a little bit because I truly couldn't tell if like he was trying to play a character badly or poorly or if like he truly was like, you're a disgusting human. I can't hug you like but it fucked me up for a while. And now ever since after that, I've had a really hard time meeting like face to face characters because I'm so afraid that they're going to just like think I'm gross and like never I don't know and just like have a really bad experience so that's the day Peter Pan ruined my life yowza yeah I that would fuck me up too yeah yeah it was a good time yeah it was pretty fucked holy up holy shit yeah it was pretty fucked I up I mean I feel like I, feel, I mean I agree in the sense of like I hate meeting face characters I hate it it's so uncomfortable for me and I never know what to say like my go to ideal character experience is character dining with masked characters yes like that is where I have had the best character experiences the face characters that I have met the face characters that I have met at Disneyland are just as good as masked characters Mm -hmm. in Walt Disney World. All of my bad experiences with face characters have been in Walt Disney World. Yeah, and I don't know if it if maybe they just aren't trained to like interact with adults but they have to because some characters are so they literally could care less if you were four or 40 like coming up to their line like they literally don't care so I don't know if it's just like the person or the cast member that maybe just like struggles with adults like I know I would probably I don't know I don't know how I would how I would be in that situation but I I I feel like a lot of it could also be um how they view their job like if it's just like oh I'm gonna stick to my script I'm gonna stick to what I know for every single person or do I care enough to make this person's or make every single person's interaction that I that I have with them special and unique and I feel like the face characters that I have had good interactions with I've only had one good face character interaction at Walt Disney World and that was with uh, Princess Tiana in the Princess Fairy Tale Hall in Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and it was because if, if any of you haven't been there it's just like a giant room and it's just a line of princesses that you meet um and you go from like one to the next basically uh and Tiana was the first one that we had and we talked about like making beignets and I was like oh I love to bake you know I haven't made any beignets she was like oh stick around I'll give you my recipe like it was very personalized and then I went to who was it Rapunzel maybe and it was just like very scripted very like 
fast. She told like a story about Snow White's apple or some bullshit. And I was like, I don't I don't know what the fuck you're saying. One. Two, it has nothing to do with me and why I'm he- why I'm here. Right. I was like, can we just please take the picture and leave? Because this is weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I I feel like it's like it's very hit or miss with face characters. And I feel like your feelings are very valid about this. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is we were watching these interactions like and I was obviously listening to this cast member and they definitely had this air about them like. I'm almost too good to be here because like I had mentioned earlier, like, yes, he was going through the motions of like doing what he was supposed to do with the two families ahead of us. But it still seemed very like very scripted, very snooty, very like with the hugs. It was like the pat on the Mm. back with the scrunched face. And I just I this is going to sound so fucking privileged of me, but like we paid like $80 per person for this excursion or this not excursion but for this experience and if if you have like characters or if characters just like don't want to have good interactions like maybe think of a different activity to kind of compensate that time and that money like I would have been completely fine if at the end instead of Peter Pan being there just like a photo op with like a fake Tinkerbell or just something. It's just kind of like that whole really great experience with the kind of awkward beginning. Like now I have a super sour taste in my mouth and now I'm like very self-conscious when I meet characters and it sucks because being at Magic Kingdom, like characters sometimes just like, well, pre-pandemic, they just like approach you and have these interactions with you, especially at Disneyland. Like they're just out and about. And now I'm like... I don't want to meet any face characters because I don't want to be bullied. As someone who was bullied in middle school, like, I don't need to be bullied by something that's supposed to make me feel, like, magical and, like, I'm a kid again. So, like, fuck you, Peter Pan at Walt Disney World, the one specific one, not any of the other ones, because you, the rest of you could be great. But fuck that one. Retweet. Yeah. Fuck that one. Fuck you. <laughs> that was good. That was a good therapy session. Fuck I like that. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm all like, uh, let's fuck. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, let's head into the coping session. How we cope. Yay. Kurt, it's you this week, right? Or, it is. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I want to take a little bit of a different turn. I thought of this. um, I just wanted to think about like my day at a Disney park and like what really triggers my anxiety or my stress. Um, And I think something that triggers my stress that isn't really something that typically would trigger stress um, or anxiety uh, is filling time or like pushing yourself through that like midday lull in the park where you're like kind of tired and like you maybe have had one too many churros and you feel a little sick Mm -hmm. and you still have like the rest of the time and you're like I don't know it just like that internal debate of like not feeling well or or a lot of times my mistake is like I don't 
eat a lot in the parks. Like I want to go, go, go. Like I don't have breakfast. I don't have, I, I have coffee and then like, I don't have a lot of water. So like I don't feel well or my fast pass isn't for another, like I can't select a new one for like a couple hours. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just like this internal battle of like not feeling well. I'm tired. My feet hurt. My legs hurt. And it's just like, how do you, how do you get through that? Don't forget the rabbit poops. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go and then Disney has the fucking toilet paper that you can see through. Mm-hmm. Tissue paper. Yeah. Bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's all it all just like kind of like adds up for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that it happens maybe to a lot of people. Um, and if it doesn't, you know what? Maybe it happens to somebody else. So I want to <laughs> talk about how we cope with getting through that midday, that midday lull. All right. Well, how do we get how how do we get through it, Kurt? Because I still haven't found as a person who goes all the fucking time how to get through that slump. So I need your magic solution. All right. Well, I guess what I do is um, I I've learned to allow myself to live in that slump for the time being. I feel like there is usually a lot of pressure when you're in a Disney park to get on that next ride, get that next fast pass, get that next snack, go from Tomorrowland to um, the the other furthest land. I'm trying to think of one, but my brain is meshing. <laughs> my brain is meshing Disney World and Disneyland together, and I can't. I like couldn't pick one. Um, yeah, you know, like walking from one end of the park to the other. I, I feel like. Instead of trying to, like, decide what you should be doing, I feel like in that moment, it's probably best for me to just be where I am and be like, okay, I don't really feel well. I don't really, I'm hot. I'm sweaty. Maybe let's just, like, take the next 30 minutes and go to Tom Sawyer's Island and just sit or go find a spot, like, that's shaded and, like, go grab some water from Casey's Corner and, like, relax for 30 minutes and not have to feel that, like, that pressure that you put on yourself when you go to the Disney park because I mean it's expensive you know you don't want to waste valuable time in there relaxing and resting and not not getting stuff done um so I feel like maybe if you just like live in the moment and like take that time to recognize where you are and why you feel that way and try to fix it rather than just like keep piling shit onto your agenda I feel like that's how I cope in that situation That sounds like a life lesson, though, like when you get really overwhelmed in life, like instead of continuing to like pack on the layers, maybe you just should like perfectly season your two layers and then maybe think about a third layer. Yeah. But I really like that. I have noticed like today on my TikTok live, like I've found my spots in Magic Kingdom and... I kind of texted you two this morning that I really like didn't feel like being in the park and I was getting really overwhelmed with people and I kind of listened, did exactly what Kurt said and I found my spots where I just kind of like sit my ass down and even if it's for 20 minutes, like just kind of letting yourself have a physical and mental refresh is super important in the park. So yeah, that's a really good, really good coping mechanism. Nicole, how do you get through that midday slump in the Um, park? You know, I go see a show. I go see a show where I can just sit and watch and enjoy something. Because 
a good chunk of the shows are air conditioned, so you get to just sit and enjoy yourself. I mean, I've never been to Disneyland, so I don't even know what they have to offer. Um, but I think that's why Magic Kingdom is ranked four out of four. It's my lowest park. Uh, because they don't have many shows. Um, Girl, there are half hour long shows in Magic Kingdom. Carousel of Progress, you sit your ass the whole time. I've never seen the Carousel of Progress. Spot. Never seen the Hall of Presidents. I feel I feel like you you mean like good shows. Lion King, like yeah. Nemo, okay, yeah. like but I, I did, shows. I did the little finger point because I would go sit and watch the Monsters Inc. laugh floor, but Every time I travel, nobody likes the Monsters Inc. laugh floor because Mm-mm. it is anxiety inducing, but I think it's hilarious because people get called out in the audience. I don't want to be one of those people, but I know there's always a chance, but I just think it's a very funny show. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, the Lion King show is my favorite show, Festival of the Lion King. It's my favorite show to just go sit and like, I know that I'm going to enjoy it. I'm also a show mm-hmm. rewatcher, so I will go see a show a thousand times and be perfectly fine with it because it's it, it alleviates that stress of not knowing what's going to come next. So I get to just go sit and do something that I know what's going to happen. And I just can shut my brain off and yeah. geek the fuck out. You know, in that in that aspect, in that aspect, I feel like you would really enjoy Disneyland because they have a great mix in both parks Disneyland and California Adventure they have a great mix of shows between live action shows and animatronic shows like they have like the normal like um Moments with Mr. Lincoln, which is basically the Hall of Presidents. They have the Tiki Room. They have, like, those kinds of shows. But they also have, I mean, I guess not anymore, unless they bring it back. But they have, like, a huge Tomorrowland theater that they have this giant Mickey Mouse. It's called Mickey and the Magical Map Show. Um, And they have, like, human shows, I guess, uh, as well as, like, air-conditioned animatronic shows. So I feel like you and Disneyland would get along well. But yeah, no, shows are a big one for me. If I just need, like, a little reset, I've seen most of the shows in Disney World. um, 10 out of 10. That's my... There's always the the dark ride as well. I sometimes find myself, like, trying to book a fast pass. Well... If you need one, like if it's a slow day, you don't need one. But there's nothing like uh, under the sea. Like that ride, they blast that shit with cold ass air conditioning and just like the music and the like pretending to be underwater. That That one always resets me. My thought um, when you said dark ride was the Navi River journey. That On a day where you don't have to stand in line or you can get a fast pass for it. Because it is, it's a little bit of a longer ride, but it's not worth the 70 minute wait that it normally is. Hell no. Um, But it's just relaxing with like the noises of fucking whatever the world is. I can't even remember. Um, Pandora. Yes. Pandora. Um, (laughs) Just the noises of all the the critters running around and then Mm -hmm. then Mama Avatar. Doing our thing. Oh, like the Pirates ride in Disneyland where it's way longer than the one in Disney World and it's can't even compare so, so much better. See, the Pirates Soon. ride in 
It's Magic great. Kingdom is very triggering for me because it's when, chaotic. It's chaotic, yeah. one, but not even, I can't even go on that ride without thinking about, remember that dumb bitch, Nick, when we were there, you were Tafiti and Which one? you were Tafiti and I was Maui <laughs> and we were sitting in so the, the back row, slumped over and we were in the back of the boat of like, I don't know, like eight old like Italian women yes. who couldn't That's understand so the concept of turning the flash off on their digital camera not their not their cell phone it was a mm-hmm. digital like <laughs> camera she was like I gotta record this for little Mikey he's gonna love it he's gonna taking love taking this flash ride. pictures of fucking everything <laughs> yeah. and I have seven videos on my phone just of the ones that I caught of her doing and pirates ain't that long of a ride she like when the bomb Mm -hmm. would hit the water like when you hit that open part where it would splash fucking flash Mm -hmm. recording that are you fucking kidding me (laughs) that's hilarious yeah I don't know how we would do it there but so besides so besides uh, dark ride pirates (laughs) I feel like shows are a good option Mm -hmm. I I think that's nice yeah nice good one guys Alrighty, well, that's going to wrap up this episode. So, uh, thanks for joining us on our fifth episode. Um, thank you for coming back from episode yeah. one. <laughs> uh, and we look forward to next week's episode, which is going to deal with the um, Disneyland ticketed festival touch of yeah. disney a touch of yeah, disney if you can rate us uh go ahead if you like i guess if you liked it rate us if you didn't um fuck you maybe don't <laughs> but don't. uh also whatever platform you're on uh we're on spotify youtube all that good stuff we are also on instagram with our original foreverland fairy tales and just you know if you like us let's like hang out some more and come come listen to the next podcast <gasps> We're on the talk yeah. too. We're on All TikTok. Right, <laughs> Ticketed talk, talk. Oh yeah, we on the talk. Oh, the talk. I thought you said the talk. talk. We on that TikTok. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, have a great weekend, and we will talk Stay to you magical, next week. Y'all. Toodles. Bye.